and trains and we're prepared for it with new techniques and new approaches. And as for our part, we feel that you're the best pieces of manpower available in this whole region. We're getting ready to have a live spectrum. What we were trying to say, you got to walk home, walk home, walk home. Welcome to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. To reach Devin Wade with a question or comment, follow him on Twitter at Wadesword. Be a part of the group on Facebook by joining the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group or liking the page. Welcome to episode 45 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. On this episode, the Silver Fox Kevin Allen is in the building. We will hear from Kalina and we'll run down a number of things, including this episode. We're going to do some ball in the fallen. We're going to do the we, the people, and we're going to talk about various things in and around the NFL, the NBA, and uh, maybe even a little bit of college basketball. But first and foremost, we want to thank you so much for joining us and remind you that you can go to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group page or the fan page on Facebook and like us. You can tweet me at Wade's Word, W-A-D-E-S-W-O-R-D. And you can also find me on Instagram, Sports Talk with D. Wade. Want to acknowledge and say uh, a hello to our sponsor, CoBank Homes and Kofi Bankers. He is a source if you want to buy, sell, or rent. He is a guy that's an expert in Houston real estate. You definitely want to check him out. He can take care of you. He's a guy I trust. And you'll hear more about him and how to get in touch with CoBank Homes as the show progresses. But first and foremost, we want to bring in Kevin Allen, the Silver Fox. Kev, you had a rough week. A little sick, right? Oh, yeah, a little bit. That's all right. We'll be okay, though. The flu bug bit you and bit you bad, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, at your age, man, you can't, you know, you have to take care of that. You know, get your hey, own that quick. Quick, quick, real quick. Well, like I said, man, it's been a, a lot that's going on in and around the world of sports. Like always, we have our Super Bowl matchup set. And, you know, I did a briefcast, a short podcast, sort of not a full episode, where we got into, where I got into uh, just New England having, you have to give them credit, but at the same time, you're talking about you know, an organization that hadn't had a uh, a, a a really murderous row to get to the Super Bowl this year. And I know that you, you're all for Captain America. What are your thoughts on the Super Bowl and really on the championship game as we go into the Super Bowl? Yeah, going into the Super Bowl, the NFC championship game kind of played out like I thought it was, but I, I was pulling for Minnesota, but with Nick Foles in there, um, kind of thought Minnesota had a chance. But it looked like they, they had a great game plan, uh, and he executed it to perfection. So, they pulled that one out. Their defensive played really, really well, kind of get them over the hump. Then on the AFC side, when you look over at New England and Jacksonville, Jacksonville had uh, had a great game plan early, just couldn't make plays that I thought to try to put them over the hump. And when you're playing New, New England, you can't leave any room for error because if you do, they're going to capitalize on which they're great. And, and that's that. exactly what I said. I, I basically said, hey, you know, when you talk about killing New England, you had to do kill him like better than Jason. You know, on those horror movies, you would kill the, the the villain, but they would always spring back to life. And Jacksonville wasn't able to do it. I thought they had opportunities in the third quarter and really early in the fourth where they could have shut the door and they just couldn't get it done. And when Blake Bortles had to make a play, he couldn't make a play, and that became a huge problem for New England. But are you? I just think that it's bad for – I just think it's a bad Super Bowl uh, for a really difficult season for the NFL. 
It's, it was a bad Super Bowl. It's not a lot of excitement. I'm not looking forward to it. I mean, what are your thoughts? Are you excited about the Super Bowl? Yeah, I'm excited about it. I mean, you know, people are, are tired of seeing New England going, but like I, I've shared with a lot of people, you have to look at it. you got to take it for what it's worth. You're looking at something that hasn't been done in a long, long time. Now, this is a dynasty that they have going. This is Tom Brady's eighth Super Bowl in the last 16 to 17 years. So but in order it, it, to, to it, do that, you have to look at the longevity and how they win. You, you know, people say, hey, their division isn't good. Yeah, but when you get in the playoff, you're not playing a division anymore. And then but I'm get, saying it gives you a leg up and where you, you have built-in wins. If you had to play in, say, the NFC South, where every week is tough, or – the AFC North, and you're like, oh wow, this is this is difficult but week you, in and week out. But you still you still have to win in the playoffs, and you <laughs> still have to win that Super Bowl game. And by them doing that, that's incredible for them to have no, that yeah. much success for this l- length of time. Nobody else has come close to this. That's where I look at it, and I'm like, you know, Tom Brady's 40 years old, and he led the NFL in passing yardage. Had thirty some odd touchdown. You lose your your top receiver in preseason. You have your best receiver in and out during the year. You really don't have an outstanding running back. And at the beginning of the year, your defense was in shambles. Yeah, and yeah, you, yeah. And you are in the Super Bowl with a chance to win. How that's can you? Amazing. How can you not say that's amazing? That's not it, amazing. It, it, I mean, it's clearly amazing, and I give them credit, but. I know that when you talk a little bit about some of the criticism across the board, it's just surprising that nobody's been able to step up and be a consistent opponent. I mean, if you, I go back to the 49ers. They had the Cowboys to deal with. And and then, you know, you had Chicago in that mix, Chicago Bears. Uh, there were times when Dallas was really good. Green Bay was there. Uh, they, you know, other teams have had opposition but then you look at this. I mean, nobody's really like who's been their main rival for many years. It was Indianapolis, right? And then Denver for a couple well, years right. while Peyton was there. But these last few appearances, they've not had anybody. I mean, like we can't even really like you can't you don't feel confident. Take New England out of the equation. Who would you say would win the Super Bowl coming into the season? I wouldn't have never picked Philadelphia. Neither would I. I mean, I just didn't see them on the radar. But so who's clearly the second-best team? If it's not New England's league, just take them out of the league. Who is the the best? Who are the New York Yankees, quote-unquote? Who is the team in the NFL, the dominant team? It, it It's tough because, in my opinion, it's New England and then everybody else. And that's the problem. There is only everybody else. No one has stepped up to be the, even the second-best team. Now, I, I hear people say Pittsburgh, and I get criticized because myself, I'm – I'd move Ben Roethlisberger. And the reason that I do that is because Pittsburgh is so up and down with him. I'm not saying he's not a good quarterback, but, you know, it's a roller coaster ride. You know, one week they're good, you know, and then you have Le'Veon holding out and you have the other guy, you know, Antonio Brown. You know, you just got too much going on there. Nothing is rock solid like in New England. You don't really hear about too much going on there. Um I never would have picked Jacksonville at the beginning of this. Of right. This, of this. Deal. I mean, again, if you tell me I gotta be, if I'm Tom Brady, I gotta be Blake Bortles and Marcus Mariota. I'm not. I mean, I'm not shaking in my boots at all. Yeah. So again, it, it lays out for them. And then you know, on the NFC side, at the beginning of the year, you probably would have picked New Orleans or Atlanta. Well, but, you wouldn't have picked New Orleans because you think about it. 
they haven't made the playoffs in, in a while. They they were really – I mean, you probably would have went back with Atlanta because they went to the Super Bowl. But, see, with Atlanta and, and how I look at things, I don't get on, on a ride if the quarterback has one good year. They jumped on – uh, the Matt Atlanta Ryan, Matt, Matt Ryan was MVP last after, year. After one good year. And that's what I try to say. Hey, let this, let this thing play out because four or five years down the road, let's look at the body of work. Let's just not look at one year because we've seen this before where they fall off. And now but, but, Matt, Matt Ryan, Ryan is a quality NFL quarterback. But he's, he's just not, not that dude. Well, yeah, nobody's that dude. That's the problem. And so He's not uh, that dude. Now, Drew Brees is that dude. Right. Drew Brees can go get it. See, he he's that dude. And, and they finally had a defense to step up. Right. Uh, if you take away that final ten seconds of that game. Right. Uh, but let's shift gears here. I want to get into an area that I know you're much more familiar with when we talk about the NBA. Uh, big news in the NBA. Demarcus Cousins going out, and boy, that reverberates around the NBA for a lot of reasons. Not the least of which is that he had been a part of the discussions uh, for a lot of trade rumors. And then on top of that, the team have been playing well. Look, that team is – he's my favorite fantasy basketball player. I mean, night in and night out, he's going to give you numbers. Uh, what, how how big is this this injury and how much does it reverberate around the NBA? That injury is huge. That They were just beginning to jail with he and Anthony Davis, finally getting comfortable with playing each other. It, it takes a while, you know, when people say, oh, man, they have Anthony Davis and Boogie Cousins. Oh, they're going to do this. But it takes a minute to get comfortable with each other out there, knowing each other's tendencies and things like that. But now he goes down. Now that that's going to kind of hurt the And then, you know, you had heard him as a part of some trade rumors, maybe even him going to Cleveland, maybe as a part of a deal, maybe Tristan Thompson. I mean, you've heard all sorts of things about him. And it just hurts that – I mean, it hurts that organization. That, that organization is snake bit. I thought – I mean, you look at that talent when you talk about he and Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday – and and some of the guys on that team, you say, man, this is a they have yeah, talent on this team. Putting it together, yeah, they were putting and it Ray together. And Rajon Rondo and all of those oh, guys. Oh yeah, oh and yeah. And so yeah, that, this really really hurts. Now I want to shift gears and go to a segment that we call Ballin' or Fallin'. This is where we give you a player, team, sports entity, and uh, sort of decide: are they balling or are they falling? First up. Let's go with the NBA All-Star Game. Now, what I wanted to do, we didn't get a chance to do this. I wanted to do uh, a draft with you and I with the players. So if you don't know, the NBA's new format for the All-Star Game, at least this year, is they had, they had the two biggest stars, Steph Curry LeBron James. They choose uh, who they're going to play with as All-Stars. And, of course, Kyrie is playing with LeBron and, and Durant was, I presume, the first player taken. First of all, do you think that they should have held that draft publicly? I mean, it it wasn't a big deal to me. I know a lot of people were saying that they would have loved to see it. it, it it's no bigger to me. See, to me, I would have loved to have seen I, – I really would have loved to have seen them televise this. And not only that, had a guy that used to do the N1 uh, tape, the guy at Rucker Park, the guy on the microphone, and do it is like, oh, oh, LeBron, he disses Westbrook and he, and he drafts Durant or whatever. Just really hyped this thing up. But they were so afraid of the sensitivity of it and somebody's feelings would be hurt. But those are the kinds of things that create the rivalries that we as fans want to see. If somebody, if Westbrook, he thought for a second that he was the last player taken, what if he was? And what would that mean for the second half of the season? On a nationally televised broadcast of this draft, let's pretend that 
Russell Westbrook would have been the last player taken. What would that? What kind of fuel would that have given him in the second half of the season? Or what if he, you know, John Wall get picked, got picked before him? We don't know how it went, but to see that all of the rivalries involved, because one of the things that takes away from the NBA is everybody's so so buddy buddy that you know that you don't get a sense that they're really competing hard night in and night out because they have the same agents, they're, they're they're friends, they go to dinner with one another. I wish they would have gone ahead and publicized this and let some guys' feelings get hurt, and we could have had a real a lot of. And I would have said, I would have sat and watched that. That think about this: will, will LeBron take Kyrie? I mean, obviously he did, but the suspense leading up to that that would have been something. That wouldn't have been suspense to me. You want me to tell you why? Right. Because he loves to stack the deck anyway. Nah, that's not his. But but both decks are gonna be stacked in this situation. Yeah. Like who who. You know, where did James Harden go in the mix? Yeah. You know, who who goes before James Harden? Who goes before – I mean, we assume Durant went first. What if he doesn't go? What if Steph Curry had a chance to draft him and didn't draft him? And now all of a sudden, what does that do for the locker room? There are a lot of angles. So, uh, as it pertains to the All-Star game, I think the All-Star game has fallen. I but falling. I think that they can turn it around – in the future because, again, I think that'll create more intensity in the game itself. So is the NBA All-Star game balling or falling? It's falling. Yeah, I think we agree on that. It's I falling. mean, will, will somebody get 200 points? Because that's the big thing now. It, it's a possibility. That's the only no suspense defense. left. Yeah. Do you watch the NBA All-Star game? Uh, not really. I like the trappings of uh, All-Star weekend, but I don't, I don't like the game at all. And it's just not – I mean, after the introductions and a few of the frills, it's not much to watch. Uh, so, you know, I think we both agree on that one. Next up, the XFL Vince McMahon of WWE. is said He said he'd come out and said he's going to create a new league that will not compete against the NFL, but it'll be a professional football league similar to what he started before. Similar in some ways in that he started the XFL. Different in that he's going to correct some of the mistakes he made. Is the XFL balling or falling? It's falling. They have an opportunity to change some things uh, by looking at it like pretty much like the USFL and maybe steal some guys. Well, see, all of their games will be two hours long, no halftime. The the other rules are no one with a felony, or nobody convicted of crime will be on there, uh, allowed to be on the team. He's going to own all eight teams. Everybody will be forced to stand for the pledge. And, and so those are some of the rules. So moving forward, I mean, again, with that, are they balling or falling? They're falling. And, They're falling. And, yeah. I mean, I don't think it's going to materialize. Uh, I don't think they'll have enough players to draw interest to have me sitting there watching it or even watching it on my phone or iPad, whatever. Right. I, I, I won't watch it. Now, I will say this is doomed to fail, and I want it to fail. I want. I mean, normally I like competition for the NFL because you don't want a monopoly on anything, and you want guys to have options. This is not a viable option, and this is something designed – to draw in the magma crowd to make America great again. Anytime you know a political position is the is at the at the cornerstone of the founding of this league, it's all BS anyway. So I think he wants to get that NASCAR crowd. He wants somewhere for a conservative football audience to go. A lot of people were offended when the African American player, when well, some African American players took a knee. So he's going to eliminate that. So by saying we won't have that, you won't have to deal with those feisty, troublesome, you know, troublemakers 
in the NFL who want to take a knee and protest social issues. We won't have that in our league. And that opens up the door to market to, you know, to NASCAR fans and to wrestling fans and to Walmart folks. But you, know? you have to have a little bit of controversy and things to, you know, keep the interest up, things like that. But it's never going to be just a perfect world for him with this new football league where everything is just going to go smooth the way that he he's trying to make it go. So, I mean, I agree with you that the league is falling. I hope it fails because I think, again, this is not with the intent of filling a void for the product. I think this is about trying to make some money uh, by framing this in a, in a political way. And, and I, for that reason, I don't like this, and I think it's falling. Finally, the Baseball Hall of Fame, again, the votes were cast. No Barry Bonds, no Roger Clemens. Is, uh, is, is the Baseball Hall of Fame balling or falling for keeping those guys out? Whew. It's tough because in in that era, baseball knew what was going on. They and, endorsed it because they were making yeah, money off of it. They were making money. And now you have the guys taking the hit for it. If you, you know, you generated the interest with the Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, Barry Bonds with these home run contests throughout the year, you know, to keep the fans interested in having people sitting in the seats. And now when it's over, you're not rewarding them for it. I really don't care for that. I think you should let him in. I think even Pete Rose should be in. See, that's what uh, that's so, why. I, so you you say the Baseball Hall of Fame is his fault. Now I will say that they are balling because well, again, it, it gets tough as time goes on. But I think for now, I think it's okay to keep those guys out because again, let's just get to the premise of it. Let, let's just. At its root form. And, yeah, we know baseball exploited the fact that they were using performance-enhancing drugs. I get that. But let's let's say you are a guy that really goes out and tries to put up numbers legitimately. Yeah. We can't assume everybody's cheating. Now, that being said, Barnes and Clemens were both Hall of Famers before right. the even the allegations of steroids came about. I'm, it's a tough one for me because I think where I'm evolving and I'm softening my stance on that. But if you are a guy, just let's just for society's sake, let's recognize guys that cheated versus guys that didn't. Now, if you want to overlook that and, you know, you can. But, I mean, if you really want to be right about it, if you cheat, you cheat. And if you didn't, you didn't. And, and of course, those guys got caught. And, you know. But it's not like you're getting caught. They knew. Again. So, you, you're not getting caught, you. But I'm just saying, is it right for somebody to have a competitive advantage chemically? D- d- take away the Hall of Fame and everything. Is it right? N- it's is, supposed you, to be playing. Are you struggling with this? Yeah. It's, are it's, you really struggling no, no, with be, this? Because I watch a lot of baseball. and, and Or and, any sport. No, no. But this Pick your trying, sport. No, no. This is what I'm getting at. So cheating has been going on in this game since the beginning of time. I'm asking you about cheating. As a human being, let's take the leagues out of it. Is it have fair to somebody? Have you ever cheated on a test? We're not talking about me because I've done a lot of stuff wrong. But I'm saying at, let's let's at least agree that cheating is wrong, right? I agree. Even when I cheated, I was wrong. Yeah. So, I, I mean, we can agree on that. So, you're a bad person? That's up for debate. I mean, depending <laughs> on who you talk to, what week. But, I mean, you okay. know, I'm all right, I guess. You, you know. Did? Okay, okay. I mean, I, you know, but again, you know. But but all right, I, I, but this is the thing. This is what I was. My wings at. had dirt on. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but this is my thing. You think back in the in the, in the era 
when they were doctoring up the baseball. Right. And those people are still in the Hall of Fame. Well, it's a slippery slope. And they, and they got caught, too, doing it. It's a slippery slope. Remember that? You know, Gaylord yeah. Perry and all those guys. Spitballs. They, yeah. And they got caught. So they were, they were getting an advantage. Okay. And they're still in there. Okay. I mean. So that's why when you were saying, is it a, you, is it a hard so you decision? Just everybody so, cheats. So. Everybody cheats. It's just. The caught and uncaught. Or to the degree in which you cheat, too, I think. Well, I'm not It's a tough one. I think right now the, the Hall of Fame is, is balling, but uh, I think eventually you have to let those guys in. Pete Rose, on the other hand, I don't. I wouldn't let in. But you, I, I would never let Pete Rose but in. Pete, but think about this. I would have something in there for him, but not a full-fledged. But this is Pete. Pete never cheated while he played. But he gambled on after, baseball. After but the he fact. was the manager. It you doesn't matter. Man, look, one thing you now, have to have. Now, you know what? They getting ready to let gambling come into sports. Well, Say wait, that's crazy, man. But, I'm not with that. That's but, what I'm talking about I, now. I, uh, when we, no. First of all, it hadn't happened yet. That's second all right. of all, second of all, second of all, you So can't, let me ask you this. So once they let gambling into baseball, do Pete get in the hall? I don't know what's going to happen no, with Pete but what, what would you do then? Now gambling is in the game. No, so do you no, mean? no, no, because A, all players and coaches will still be prohibited from participating in it. So it's not like they're going to let the players gamble. So let me ask you this. Do you think the first baseman will say, okay, Kevin, you bet for me? Why would so you? So it's still gambling. Be, but, but, but I'm saying if you get caught doing something like that, you banned for life. And you should be. Look, the most important thing in sports, and this is what hurts the NBA, and you know this. In the NBA with the, the Tim Donahue deal with, with the and the allegations that the referees were cheating. If you don't look at a game, I cannot look at a game. We always rumor there's always rumors about New England being you know all about those guys and they got cheating. caught. Yeah, right. But but I'm saying you know it's always rumors uh, about that. But if you really knew that the officials were cheating or player was cheating. You couldn't watch the game. You wouldn't watch the league. You wouldn't waste your time if you felt like the league really, really cheated. And the NBA went through that with a lot of calls in the postseason, and and it really hurt the league. But this is what I'm saying about Pete. During his time as playing in the Hall of Fame, to me, is what you did while you were playing. And during his career as a baseball player, he was one of the best to ever do it. Now, that's what you get in on the Hall of Fame, man. Uh, now, what he did as a manager is something totally different. But as a baseball player, he should get in for what he did as a baseball player. That's what I'm stating. That's all. Now, yeah, he's not that, that as you a have. manager, but as a baseball yeah, I, I player. I mean, what he did on the field is undeniable, <laughs> and I think he deserves some recognition. But I don't think he needs to press. I don't know. I, I have a tough time because what can ruin the league quicker than anything is a gambling scandal. Yeah. That can end it. That can shut it down. Because I'm not going to watch. You won't watch if you feel like, oh, you know, th 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 this is predetermined. And I what mean, they'll I do mean, later, and what I don't like, a player passes away, then 10 or 15 years after he passed, then they come back, okay, we're going to lift it and we're going to put you in the hall. Don't do it. If you're not going to do it when he's here, don't even do it. Well, we'll have to see how that goes. And that'll wrap up that segment. And before you get out of here, we'll do one more segment. That's the... We the people segment. We the people. And I got to make the world go round. Well, on the We the People segment, what we essentially do is we have polls on my Sports Talk with Devin Wade page on Facebook and uh, give, get the results from you guys. You guys have a voice in this. And this week, I asked the question the Houston Rockets had a big win 
last week against the Golden State Warriors. They lose last night to uh, the New Orleans Pelicans uh, before Cousins was ended his season. And I asked folks, with the Rockets beating Golden State the way that they did, both teams mostly fully staffed. Uh, do you think the Rockets have a legitimate chance to beat the Golden State Warriors in the playoffs? So what did you? What do you think the fans said or the on the, the voters said on the I group page? No, because I still don't think they have enough. I think they've closed the gap, but I just think they don't have enough. I just think they look so good when they look good. The problem is they have nights off nights. You, you're dependent on a guy like Trevor Reza or Eric Gordon. You need that third guy. And those guys are not always dependable. Like Gordon last night at 27. I think the night before the last game, he didn't have a big night. And you need, you're you depending on guys, Ryan Anderson, Clint Capella, guys that are not marquee guys, they have to step up in that series for you to win. With Golden State, you have Klay Thompson, Steph Curry, Durant. You have Draymond who can do what he needs to do sometimes. You have Iguodala. You you mean you have, uh, you know, like I said, Clay. You have guys that can step up and, you know, really you can bet on, pun unintended, you can bet on those guys, one of those guys to step up if you need them to. And the Rockets don't have that third and fourth right. guy that can step up. And then I don't think that uh, D'Antoni can outcoach Steve Kerr in, in a series. Yeah, so, if you look at them, once they get behind, they don't, they don't get too high, too low whatever they just come back and the only thing that i hate i think that may come back and bite them is they're careless with the basketball they get too too careless and make careless uh turnovers and and when you play a team like houston that can punish you and make you pay for it by shooting the tray ball is just as well as you can that can come back and get and, you and i go back to that the intangible though with the rockets because i'm like you I, I i would vote no i don't vote in the polls i let you guys vote on but I, I think no, because when you need to count on him in gut check time, we saw what happened in game six. But if you look at it, if you watched that game last night, Alvin Gentry had a great game plan. His game plan was in that first half, make him shoot the two ball. And by them shooting the two ball, it looked like they were confused because they liked to drive and kick back out. And but he took that, away those kickbacks. And he took away the kickbacks. So in that second half, though, they slipped and started helping, and they started kicking it out. And Houston started making the threes and came back. But if you just stay home where you can't get that kick out, those twos, you can beat Houston because right. they don't like to shoot them. Well, our posters, our, the people have spoken, and the people said 54 to 46 that the Rockets do have a legitimate chance to beat the Golden State Warriors. So we'll have to see if we're wrong and the folks are right in this situation. And I mean, to see whether if, if we so called experts have nailed this one. The other one that I didn't pose on Facebook, but I do want to pose and I will pose, are the Cleveland Cavaliers essentially done for this season? Won't say done in the East. It's going to be a tough. It's going to be tough for them because of they're they're trying to get it together with trying to find a lineup, trying to get everybody comfortable, things uh, like that. So they've made the change with Tristan Thompson going back in the starting lineup and bringing Jay Crowder off the bench. So therefore, they're trying to get that back together. But I think they're a little bit old. They really don't have the shooting. Defensively, uh, they're not. They're, they're not, not good. So they, it, it may be tough for them to come out of the East this year. I'm not going to come count them out, but it's going to be a tough journey for them this this I, year. I think the the Cleveland Cavaliers are done, and because they don't they don't have wiggle room to make a move. So they, there's no way to really improve on this team. I mean, well, I don't. Why would I don't you? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't. Yeah, there's nothing you could trade. They talked about the cousins probably being a part of a deal. 
obviously that's not going to happen. You don't, you don't know what's going to happen, but it looks like they really are done. I think they're 3-7 and seven in their last 10. They just won. They won the last end, night. Yeah, to, to end the streak. But I, I want to go to this Kevin Love part of this. And, and I'm going to say something that nobody's talking about. Anytime anything happens with Cleveland, people give Kevin Love a hard time. It's Kevin Love's fault. He got sick and left the game at halftime. They said, well, he wasn't really sick. Or the rumors are. People, they were disgruntled saying that he wasn't really sick. I think, really, honestly, I think they're picking on him because he's white. I, I mean, I know that, that that comes out of left field. What other reason? What other reason? You don't pick on Tristan Thompson who's making a lot of money. You don't pick on J.R. Smith who goes missing for large amounts of time. You don't pick on Dwayne Wade. Uh, you don't pick on anybody else. And I mean, I'm, I try to look at why is he the whipping boy? I don't. And maybe he's unlikable, but but because I remember when he put up numbers in Minnesota, rebounding and scoring, and he, I mean he was a premier player. But just like other guys who came to play with LeBron, his numbers have suffered, and his career and his image around the league has suffered. I don't know if it's because he's. I, I I don't. I can't say it again. I can't figure say it again. out. I just can't figure because out because what. Well, I mean, obviously, when he plays with LeBron, but no, no, well, but what saying, was your, no, no. But what was your reason? Maybe because he's what? Maybe because he's white. Can I jump in? Go ahead. I agree with you. And the reason being, you look at the NBA, and when I look at Cleveland, it's the buddy buddy system. LeBron and Dwayne Wade. Dwayne hasn't done anything. Nobody says anything. Right. When you look at Kevin Love's stats, Kevin Love was balling before Isaiah Thomas came back, but now Isaiah comes back, takes away some of those takes touches. away the touches and not performing. But now Kevin Love numbers suffer because he doesn't get the touches. So now they want to blame Kevin Love. They want to make him an outcast. But see, sometimes we as black people, we got to check our own people. And they don't want to check them. If you look at this, LeBron picked this team. He, he picked everybody. And now he wants to make a move. And the owner says, I don't want to make any more moves. Because number one, you won't commit. Because we don't know what you're going to do. I'm already paying over the luxury tax. Yeah, he's spending more so, money than anybody. So I'm not doing anything else until you let me know what you're going to do. But if you saw the game the other night when they played, the ball went out of bounds. Jay Crowder stepped over Kevin Love and went out of bounds and got the ball. Didn't even help him up. And the guy from San Antonio had to help Kevin Love up. I don't like that. I think they're picking on him because he's white. or And or he's the only thing with trade value. Yeah, I don't get it, man, because – this is not the first time. He's been picked on a couple of times. He's always sort of the whipping boy. He's and the had if, if it was in reverse and and you had all these and you had this one guy that he's always he's the problem, he's the problem, he's the problem. You would look at other reasons other than and maybe the dynamics in the locker room we don't understand. But check this out too. They had a team meeting. Players only. You only know you know the only thing that leaked out of the meeting was Kevin Love. <laughs> Nothing else leaked out. The Kevin Love stuff leaked out. Yeah, so, I mean, again, it's it's something that you hate to bring up. But, I mean, you can't kind of ignore that this guy keeps getting picked on. They won't win without him. i tell you that. Now, they may not win with him. And so, I'm going to put the poll question up. And, and again, hey, it, that's a, a, a interesting dynamic. Hey, but with that, hey, man, I want to thank you. I know you're not feeling 100%, and I, I certainly appreciate you checking in. And, of course, they can get to you on Twitter at, at Allen, Allen Ron 10 at Allen, Allen Ron 10 You can 
Catch me on Facebook at Kevin Allen. Uh, you go live a lot. I go live because you're doing a lot of you're doing colorful basketball right. for Texas Southern University. You're doing some things with uh, my premiere. Correct. T- tell them about that real quick. My premiere showcase is uh, something that uh, we created as a platform for some high school basketball players to showcase a lot of their talents. We do that in November. We also have the rookie classic that we do in November as well. That's another. Uh, that's a spinoff of the My Premier Showcase. And we'll be doing more about that as it, as it gets closer. Hey, want to take time out, come back on the other side with Kalina. And we'll have a couple more features for you guys And before I let go. But first, want to uh, tell you a little bit about our sponsors. This is Sports Talk with Devin Wade on iTunes. Tune in and SoundCloud. Sports Talk with Devin Wade wants to thank our sponsor, Kofi Bankus and CoBank Homes. The vision at CoBank Homes is simple, and it stems from the belief that clients can trust CoBank to guide them to realize one of, if not the single largest investment decision they will ever make, their home. CoBank simply looks to build lifelong relationships through service. They do this by using faith, knowledge, and technology to guide clients through the process of achieving their real estate goals. Be it buying, selling, or investing in real estate, contact Kofi at 832-757-7950. That's 832-757-7950. CoBank Homes through Keller Williams. Devin Wade podcast. Want to bring in Kalina? <laughs> hey, hey. So, so that's the new thing. So, so we will no longer allude to you having a last name. I think you have. It's Oprah, Beyonce, yeah. Kalina. Kalina. Obviously, I, I get that from my guy Beeson, George Beeson. <laughs> um, but then, nonetheless, yeah. Hey, Kalina. Hey. Um, I mean, you've had a chance. To, but we, you haven't been on the podcast, but you've been checking out the landscape. And soon enough, we're going to be doing some sports entertainment segments with you. And, of course, coming up, we have a He Got Game segment. But what uh, what stood out in the world of sports uh, for you these days? Well, you know, I was listening to you and Kevin, and I'm, as a, I'm a casual sports watcher, right? Everybody knows this about me. But you're growing. I'm you're evolving growing. into more of a sports journalist. Well, you're helping me with that. Thank you, Devin. Yeah, and um, you know I'm I'm so underwhelmed with this uh, Super Bowl situation this year. I and I know you guys you guys talked about that a lot, but so are you not a, a Tom Brady fan? I mean, because he's married to Giselle Bunchen and he's supposed to be like the cool hip guy that transcends <laughs> football. Are you not no. a Brady guy? I'm gonna say something Girl. controversial. I I hate the Cowboys, but if there's one team that I hate more, it's the it's the Patriots. And you know, I think that they're cheaters, and once a cheater, always a cheater. Um, <laughs> wow, <laughs> you sound like Angela Bassett in <laughs> Waiting to Exhale. I mean, and uh, I mean, he's amazing. But when you watch something that's amazing for years and years and years, that's boring. I want to I want to see an underdog. I want to see somebody else come out from the game that is 
maybe not as amazing, but can grow to be. And when you just see Tom Brady all yeah. the time, well, there are many, many reasons not to like them. I, I won't. I don't not like them because of their success. I do agree with you that somebody else in the NFL has to step up yeah. and be that second best team. We had this discussion on the Houston show. Like, who is the second best team? Who is the who's the team that's going to be their arch rival? They don't really have one, especially since Peyton Manning is retired. And, yeah. and you know, so that things have, have kind of changed in that way. But Brady, for his part, you gave him credit. He's 40 years old. Yes. Uh, and, I mean, dude is it, awesome. Again, he's amazing. But, like, when you know that there's nobody coming up that's going to be that rival for them then unfortunately like you were saying as i don't want to watch the nfl because i already know i already know what's going to happen next year well i I won't go that far and i do think that kansas city can jump up and win and i do think pittsburgh has a responsibility with all that offensive talent to to win but again you know they have to put it together the way that new england has they're the probably the greatest coach in the history of football and and definitely one of the greatest quarterbacks yeah but but belichick is done with that team of really with one super duper star and another hall of fame a potential hall of famer and rob gronkowski Uh, aside from that you just have a bunch of guys and that's the approach i don't happen to like that approach because again it's almost like they're this machine. And I don't like to cheer for machines. Yeah. I like to cheer for guys, for yeah. characters, for teams. And that's one thing that will always make me not a big fan of the New England way. Yeah, to, to win championships just by plugging in this guy, that guy, doesn't mean as much as if I have a bond with a group of guys that took us to a championship. And that's what's missing in New England. And that's what's missing. That team has zero personality. The coach doesn't talk. (laughs) There's nothing interesting coming out of New England. They just keep winning. So, like, okay, I know you may push back on this a little bit, but I think this would be an interesting um, thing to think about. So I what I like about the Houston Texans is – they could have not been that machine. Like, barging, I know that there's lots of injuries and all that stuff. Yeah, so Bill O'Brien, he's coming in under the tutelage, under the tutelage of uh, Bill Belichick. And, and that's, the, and that's a, you know, they they like to hang their hat on that. I don't know how much tutelage took place other than he was a guy on the staff that worked with him for a while. I, I don't see this big mentor-protege relationship between those two. So I think that they exploit his relationship with Belichick to call him, you know. But maybe not. But he was a, he's a part of this machine, right? Uh-huh. So, like, I see a little bit of that with Belichick. He's bringing that in. And we have the teammates, that are the, the players that have that personality. Wouldn't it have been amazing to have that same uh, structure that is happening in New England? But then we have, like, the team that really gets you excited. And unfortunately, you know, this, this was just a... Horrible well, the, year. <laughs> yeah, the, well, if you talk about the Texans, you you lose me because again, they don't want to. I mean, I think the entire NFL is lacking in personality, and that's by design because they want they're a corporation and they're pushing their corporate interests. They don't care about right. the name on the back and the name, but they don't understand that you have to have those names on the back for people to rally around. If you ask me about my favorite players, my favorite players had personality they were uh, sometimes bad guys uh, or they've done made big missteps or had you know mistakes uh, or they just had character flaws so you're an oj fan well actually i am an oj fan <laughs> actually no i mean he was great and um, by the way when well, i won't get into that whole thing about oj but you know 
Yeah. Uh, that that's an I mean I I got into to trouble with my mother over OJ. <laughs> she she didn't like me. She she stopped listening the the times that I talked about OJ. So she she you know once you get in trouble with mom it's like okay <laughs> well, wait a minute. I'll just have to talk about it at the barbershop. The NFL as a whole is lacking in personality where the NBA has a, a little bit more personality and 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 the guys with the dress, you know, where they the way they come to the game. Yes. And then there's always some kind of emotional beef between these guys. Uh, hence the All Star selection uh, being withheld from the public. You know, stuff like that. So the NFL has room to grow, and that if there's a void that the XFL could have potentially exploited. It, it would have been that. But instead, they're doubling down on the lack of personality and a, sort of an autocratic league where one guy calls all the shots. And that's what I think that thing is doomed to fail. Of course, yeah. So. And and a little bit real quick, um, it's a little sportsy. Several episodes back, we kind of speculated about who would be um, in the Super Bowl halftime. And yeah, you brought that up in Sports E, actually. Yes, and JT is in it, and I'm very excited to watch that. So I will say that much. I, I I'll probably watch the Super Bowl this year, um, but I, I want to see more Justin. I want to see him make a public apology to Janet Jackson during halftime. <laughs> and isn't he going country? N- no, he had a country song, just like Beyonce had a country song, okay. but he's very pop. And you know what? I think that Jan- Janet and Justin were complicit in that situation. Exactly. But who took the heat? She did. Well, Blame the sister. <laughs> he skated away from that. He backslid from that really, really quickly. So, uh, But no, I mean, I, I actually like uh, Justin Timberlake, but a lot of people hate him for that and, and for... Uh, cultural appropriation. I won't get into that, and I don't necessarily agree with that, but there are people who do not like Justin Timberlake. But with that, we want to go to a segment that we call He Got Game. Got Game. Got Game. Got Game. Trey Young, a freshman point guard for the Oklahoma Sooners who has taken college basketball by storm. Trey is the son of Rayford Young, who played his college ball at Texas Tech. Trey, for his part, is a 6'2 guard who was a five-star recruit, ranking 14th in the nation. So far this season, Trey has led the number 14-ranked Sooners with 30.3 points per game and 9.6 assists per game. He has been so prolific to this point, he's been discussed as the number one overall pick in the NBA's 2018 draft, and... He got game. If you hadn't had a chance to check him out, a very, very special player. He, I mean, he can score. He had a, a lot of issues with turnovers. He's since sort of dialed back on some of his shooting and really reeled in some of his uh, turnovers. And I, he's a very special player. I'm not sure he'll be a number one pick. You have Mag, uh, Marvin Bagley out there and you have Porter out there as well. Uh, as guys who may be the number one overall pick, but you will definitely see this guy on the next level. He will shoot from anywhere on the court. Think Steph Curry in Oklahoma Sooner uniform. And, you know, normally being from Texas, we don't do anything in Oklahoma. But like you said, Kalina, he got game. So with that, before I let go. Before I let go. Before I let go, Kalina, any last things from you? No, I mean, I'm still on Instagram. I'm not on Facebook right now. I'm transitioning to my Kalina phase. But I am on Instagram at, at SoCali, so check me out there. 
at SoCali on Instagram. And, of course, the Sports Talk with D. Wade page yes. on Instagram. And please like the fan page, the Sports Talk with Devin Wade fan page on Facebook and join the group. I have the group and the fan page. And, again, you can tweet me at Wade's Word. And you can tweet Kalina at so Kelly, so underscore Kelly, right? Yes, that's right. And, and that way you can reach out to her. We will have more poll questions coming up. And again, I want to thank you guys so, so much. I want to thank our sponsor, Kofi Bankers and Cobank Homes. And again, uh, check him out. I'm telling you, he's my guy. He's a guy that you can work with. He can answer all of your questions. Just give him a call and ask him. Just you know, ask any general question that you have and make sure. He knows that you heard it on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. As always, thank you so, so much, and have a great day.